guys happy friday i hope everybody's doing well i am recording this pretty late um which is why i mean i'm gonna try to make the cutoff <laughs> i feel like cinderella every week when i do this when i when i like record the episode after work on fridays i feel like cinderella and i have to get this podcast done by the struck the strike of 12 is that the expression by the strike the second the clock strikes 12 (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying but you know what i mean basically i need to get it up by 12 or else like on the podcast app it'll say like posted on the 25th of march whatever and i really want it to be like a weekly friday thing you know this is a discussion every single week i'm sorry but today i did want to talk about habits So before I get all into it, I thought I would, like, talk about my week a little bit, I guess. I don't know if that's interesting at all, but I feel like it was a pretty good week. I mean, last time I hopped on here, I was like, oh my god, like, my life sucks. I mean, not my life sucks, but I was really going through it, and I guess I'm still going through it, but, like, it's much better now. But something I rediscovered this week is coffee dates, and honestly, the, the serotonin, I almost said kryptonite just now, because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but, like, kryptonite is my new word of the month. Like, I don't know what's going on, but every time I'm obsessed with something, I'm saying it's my kryptonite. So, it's, like, coffee shop dates are raising my kryptonite levels, but I mean serotonin levels, dopamine, if you will. Um, And I feel like they're just so cute. Like, it's such a good vibe. You just listen to all the coffee shop sounds. You get coffee, which is amazing if you like coffee or I guess you could get like a croissant or something um but I did really enjoy that this week and it's been kind of fun the weather is getting a lot nicer I mean it just dropped again but it had been 58 degrees and 54 and all that and like the sun's been shining and can we just talk about how moods shift with the weather like it's crazy because this year I'm not gonna lie I was telling myself I completely was able to completely negate the seasonal depression. I skipped over it this year. I romanticized my life to the point where I don't even need the sun anymore. I mean, not that I don't need it, but I was like, oh my gosh, the rain. Oh, so nice. So sweet. But like, who am I kidding? When it's cloudy outside, I don't even open my blinds because I don't even want to see the white sky. I only open my blinds if it's sunny outside. And that is my toxic trait. But I do not open my blinds unless it's sunny. But these past few days, the sun's been shining and the change is palpable. It's it's huge. And summer is imminent. And I'm so excited. <laughs> but let's now get into today's topic about habits. So earlier today, I was listening to the At Lexi podcast. I love her podcast. I'm obsessed with it. And in this week's episode, she was talking about, well, basically she asked all of her viewers for like quotes and stuff. And it was basically just a series of quotes that you can live by. And she was saying, I agree with this or I don't agree with this. But it kind of got me thinking. And two of the ones that I, that kind of struck me were one, the grass is greener where you water it. And the second was, where your focus goes, your energy flows. And I thought those were really interesting because I think that they both can be, I mean, while they can be applied to many things, I think that they can really be applied to habits. 
because, I mean, let's think about it. The first quote goes, the grass is greener where you water it. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Like, where you're putting the most of your energy, where you're putting the most effort, that's what's going to thrive. And whatever you choose to put your effort in, whatever you choose to put your energy in, that's what's going to be the primary focus of your life. Because that's just how it goes, you know, where your focus goes, energy flows. That second one is basically saying where you put the most energy, where you put the most focus, that's the skill or the you know, habit that's going to thrive the most just because you're constantly working on it. And I thought it would just be really interesting because, I mean, like I said last week, like how to get out of a rut and stuff, um, it's been a rougher <laughs> past few weeks. And I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that spring is going to turn it around. But um, like we said last week, small accomplishments can help you feel better at times. And the place in which you try to put your energy that's definitely going to help you like get out of those rougher stages but it's also going to help you just thrive in life in general okay guys i'm gonna say something completely completely off topic and when i say completely off topic i mean i'm ta- i'm gonna talk about the notion ai feature really quick for a quick sec so basically right now i was about to launch into like <laughs> podcasting things I was gonna like talk right and then I was like okay wait maybe I should start off with a habits like definition and I said this a few weeks ago like notion if you guys don't know the app it's a app website whatever you can basically take notes on it you can create art like you can you can do a bunch of stuff on it you can collaborate make schedules it's basically a huge organizational note-taking fantastic domain if you will and they recently added a feature, an AI feature, where if you tap the space bar and then start to write, it'll basically do basically what chat GPT is, which is if you ask it a question, it'll answer your question, whatever. So I just wanted like, I wanted to find a definition for habits to kickstart the podcast episode. And then I open it and I go into the top of it. And I'm just completely mind blown, which is why I'm allowing this tangent to happen. But keep in mind, this has nothing to do with the episode. I'm not going to talk about it again. But I tap it. And then I write in habits. And then somehow it like wrote, it gave me an introduction. And then it incorporated the notes that I had written below it and then it rounded it all up with what I'd written under like I don't know how to explain this it's blowing my mind (laughs) but basically like I have a bunch of notes about like how I'm gonna phrase what I want to say and it completely incorporated incorporated it And I'm just amazed because I wanted to do a podcast episode about this as well, like about AI and technology, but I am just not well-versed enough. I do not get it in simple terms. Like, I don't get how this works. It's a little bit scary to me. Like, how does this computer know how to write so well? And can it outsmart me? And what is the limit? Because I'm thinking about it school-wise. Are people just writing essays using AI? Because that's crazy. Imagine putting your life in the hands of someone who used AI throughout their entire education. Like, what? Anyway, I thought it was really crazy. But now I'll start talking about habits, I promise. 
So, I'm taking AI's definition on this, but I do agree with it. So, habits are typically defined as regular actions or behaviors that are performed automatically, often without conscious thought or effort. They can be positive, negative, or neutral, and can have a significant impact on a person's life and well-being. Now, we all have habits, whether that's going to the gym regularly, or cooking dinner every night, or, you know, maybe you read regularly, or maybe you have a particular show that you watch every day, or whatever. That was me for the past two months. I don't know, me and my best friend, Lamia, we watch Love Island, and we watch it religiously. I mean, sometimes we fall off, but you know, that's definitely a habit. And we watch the show. It comes out every night except for Sundays. Um, it's, well, the UK is the main one and then it's come out in different countries, whatever. But like that can be considered a habit. So it's just things that you do constantly. And some of them are really good. Some of them are bad. But, you know, overall habits can be very beneficial. And the thing is, that I was thinking about was why do we fall off of habits? Like, how does it happen? And where does it get, you know, gray? Where does it become a gray area? And I feel like the second that you skip a single task is when you can find yourself in a little bit of a danger zone. I mean, not danger zone, but that's typically how it starts. You maybe skip a task. Maybe you don't make your bed one one morning, like assuming you do that regularly. Maybe you didn't put your clothes away, like the last time you did laundry, so you've got clothes all over your room. Maybe you didn't do your dishes after you cooked dinner last night, and now you just have like a lot of dishes in the sink, and maybe you wake up, and you're like, I, I can't do that right now, and then you make breakfast, and then you like leave the dishes in the sink again, and then by the time you get home, like dishes have piled up, whatever. Or maybe you ordered in if you don't cook and you just didn't put the trash away, whatever. That one task, that can often lead to, you know, a series of skipped tasks. Like maybe you skipped a day, like going to the gym. Let's say that you're like a gym rat. Actually, let's call it gym mouse. That's going to be the thing. I got that from a friend from class. She was like, "I'm I'm having my gym mouse moment and I loved it and I'm running with it. Lynn, you get all the credit. (laughs) But... Maybe you're a gym mouse and you skipped one day at the gym and then you are like, okay, you skip the next somehow. And then sooner or later, you haven't been at the gym in a month. That's been my reality. That's my reality. But it's fine. Um, We're kind to to ourselves. But what are the consequences? You know, while some things, like some people do let things pile up like that and it triggers some kind of neurotic crazy, clean, crazy, get your life together moment, oftentimes, instead of having that potentially tumultuous aspect to cleaning and stuff, um, sometimes it can allow, it can allow for a negative perception of yourself and your abilities and, you know, it might knock your self-esteem that's what I have found happens sometimes when you lose track of your healthy habits, you lose track of your routines. And I feel like that's where it can get pretty dangerous. You start having thoughts like, oh, you know, I'm a failure. (laughs) I'll never be able to get anything done. I don't have enough time. I feel like time is the hugest one. You feel like you never have enough time. That's 
the mindset that you often get stuck in when you fall out of these habits. It's a lack of time to lack of time to clean, lack of time to get your shit together, lack of time to rebuild your old habits. And, you know, as I've spoken about before, like as you may know, your thoughts shape your actions and your actions shape your reality. So if your thoughts are running around constantly saying, you know, I don't have time, I can't do this, you know, how does everybody else have their life together? How are other people so in control? How do I have so little control over my life right now? But, you know, what can be really helpful is that zoom out method that we spoke about last week, you know, zoom out and think about why. Like, why did you set these habits in place in the first place? Why did you begin this habit? And the thing is that a lot of the time it boils down to holding that focus, maintaining that focus on the why and maintaining a certain level of discipline with yourself. So why, let's take one type of habit, for example, let's say cooking for dinner. Maybe your why was health. Maybe you found yourself, you know, ordering out a lot more. You're ordering McDonald's, you're ordering Taco Bell, you're ordering, you know, a bunch of stuff that's probably not the most nutritional, like doesn't have the most nutritional value for you. Maybe it's also financially consuming. Like, ordering is not cheap. Like you order for the food, but then you order the fees, you order the, you pay for the delivery, you pay for the tip, you pay, there's so much involved. So maybe it was also like a money saving thing. And then maybe it's also for a new hobby because cooking is a hobby. That's what I found for myself. I feel like it's a good way to like slow down and just it's, it's, it's also a very good way of being present because, I mean, when you're, like, chopping something, like, think about it, you're, like, really thinking about each chop intentionally. Every movement and action and addition, reduction, whatever you're doing, everything is well thought out and you have to be very present in order to cook. You can't really do it with your mind elsewhere unless it's something that you are used to cooking because then it becomes habitual. But, you know, when you're when cooking is a novel concept, you're definitely paying more attention. So that's how I got into cooking. Maybe these are some potential whys. And now you found yourself in a weird spot where, you know, maybe you don't have the energy to cook. And then you find yourself ordering more and more and more and more. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. And, you know, logically, it's most likely because you're not getting the nutritional value out of your meals as your body has become accustomed to if you have gotten into this habit. Now, that's about when you fall off, but how do you maintain the habit is also something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. And I feel like keeping that why in your mind constantly is what's going to allow for sustainability in the maintenance of the habit. So if you find yourself wanting to order, go through all of the reasons why you shouldn't. You know, what am I going to get out of this? How 
much is it going to cost me? I mean, if money's not an issue for you, then that's a little bit different. <laughs> but I still feel like it adds up, you know, every $30 Uber Eats order, you do that multiple times a week, how much money are you really spending? Like, think about it. So maintaining that awareness of why you started doing this particular habit, that can be super helpful. And it's all about discipline. Another thing about healthy habits is that while they are very difficult to get into, the reward is not inescapable. Um, The reward is definitely noticeable and you definitely feel a change, whether that's moving your body, whatever form that's in, whether it's nourishing your body, whatever form that's in, whether it's incorporating a social aspect. You know, it's come to my attention that a lot of us have lost the focus on the need to have a third space. And my friend sent me this TikTok about it. And I'd I'd been thinking about it for a few months, actually. But it's very important for people to have a third place. You know, you have work, you have school, whatever, you have home. And then you have a third place for social, like, scenes and stuff. And a lot of times, um, that can get neglected. And it's a habit to be able to step outside the box or, you know, maybe you join some kind of athletic team or maybe you join some kind of artistic, like, circle or maybe you find a way to regularly see a particular group of people. It's basically just the need for interactions within a separate community outside of your home life and outside of your work life. But that's besides the point. No matter what these habits are, these healthy habits, I mean, this is primarily about healthy habits, it's gonna reap benefits. And that's a given. And the point is that oftentimes we especially in today's day and age, when you get so much instant gratification, you know, you watch a TikTok, it's funny, you laugh, you scroll, then you're crying, and then it's whatever. And basically, I feel like our generation has kind of lost the ability to focus on the long run. You know, you're only really looking for happiness for the next second, happiness for the for the current moment, you know, happiness for today. But in when you're building ha- like healthy habits, whether that's, you know, cleaning up all of your clothes at the end of the night, making your bed in the morning so that later on in the day when you come in, your room is clean, whatever, whatever that, that habit may be, it's going to have a benefit on you, whether that's something you notice immediately or something that you notice over time. And that's what I believe makes discipline possible because what is discipline? It's understanding that what you're doing may not be enjoyable in the current moment, but it's understanding that in continuing to do this thing that may not be enjoyable in the current moment, you're going to feel happy for that accomplishment. You're going to be joyful for the benefits. Like, you're going to be grateful for the benefits that it's going to allow for you. Like, the simplest, simplest example I can think of is the gym. And, like, I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but, like, it's just so cut and dry. 
you know, if you go to the gym and you're lifting weights, if anybody's lift weights, like lifting weights, I mean, some people enjoy it. <laughs> some people enjoy it. You know, they love pain, whatever. Like, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I actually don't get it. I don't enjoy it. Besides whatever I may say, like, you know, those Smith machines, like the bar, if you will, where you put the weights on each side and then there's a bar and then you, you, you can have the assist- assisted bar or you can have the non-assisted bar, whatever. It is the band of my existence. I hate that thing. I hate it so bad. And when I do like glutes or whatever, and I like do the backward lunge with the bar, whatever, I know it's so good, like for toning. It's so good for the muscle. It is so painful. So painful. I hate it. I hate every second. But there are ways, there are ways to maintain discipline. There are ways to maintain going back. And one of the simplest things about exercise is the endorphins it gives you. It literally provides benefits, like psychological and physical benefits. And while you don't feel it in the moment, while you don't feel it while you're pushing through that weight, while you're lifting that particular amount of weight, whether it's like 50 pounds or 150 pounds, it's gonna give you a benefit, a reward afterwards. And that's the thing about these habits. Focus on the fact that, you know, this will pay off. The work will pay off. And, you know, like we said at the beginning, where your focus goes, energy goes. And I feel like, listen, while I do love my Love Island month-long, two-month-long marathon, because I just feel like it's really healing for myself, like, to be honest, like, it's, my friend and I have been doing it for, like, five years at this, I, I don't even know how many years we've been watching this show, but we watch it religiously every year, and we call, and we, like, talk about it, whatever, but I do feel like I suffered a little bit just because I'd fallen off my reading routine, like, normally, I read quite a bit, and it's very healing, like, it's very good for my mind, it makes me, like, stay active mentally, uh, especially when I wasn't going to school, you know, it, um, it's a very good hobby to have, in my opinion, to read. And it can open the space a lot for thought and reflection just in general. And while I found myself watching the show, like I would fall behind and have to watch like hours in a row, you know, like not have to, but like, it's also enjoyable, but you know, like I'm kind of falling off a habit while how ha- like helping myself in another way. But, you know, I definitely felt a deficit and it's not something that you always notice immediately because sometimes reading isn't fun. Sometimes you get through a series of chapters where it's not good. Like, I just read this book, Where the the Crawdags Sing, and maybe controversial. I know it's a world-renowned, fantastic, been converted, converted. Um, It's been realized as a show with Daisy Edgar Jones and stuff and whatever and such whatever and I was really excited to read this book I was like this is gonna be really good whatever and it was literally the most painful read of my life the most painful read ever it took me like two months I mean the book thief took me just as long the the book thief honestly controversial very tough read for me very tough read I have a very singular taste in in novels and literature, and that's romance. I mean, I, I enjoy a little bit of, of mystery. I read The Infinity, no, The Inheritance Games recently, and I did enjoy, you know, my year of rest and relaxation. I can do a, de- a dark 
or um, theme. I enjoyed Paper Palace. That was a fantastic read. Loved that one. A little bit out of my comfort zone. But the, the Book Thief and where the crowd acting, so hard to read. So hard to get through. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was slow, temporal, like temporally, like a slower tempo. I don't know what it was. But by the time I finished the book, I was like, wow, I'm glad I did that. Wow, I'm really glad I got through that what great insight I have on this time or what great insight I have on this particular human experience. There is reward and it will come. And I feel like that's the key about discipline and habits is maintaining that why, that focus on the why and maintaining, um, you know, what is it called? Endurance. Endurance. It's all about endurance. I also feel like when you find yourself in those times, I mean, I don't know if I like went in such depth last week with the how to get it out of a rut, but when you find yourself falling off those habits, it's totally normal. It's actually completely, completely normal. Life comes in waves. Your moods are going to be waves. Your place in the world is going to come in waves. Your financial stability is going to come in waves. Your social scene is going to come in waves. Every Everything comes in waves and that completely entails your habits and your ability to stick to them. And I feel like maintaining a certain level of kindness with yourself is imperative. I mean, you cannot, you absolutely cannot expect yourself to be able to go to the gym five times a week, every single week for the rest of your life absolutely not is that going to happen. There is no way in hell, if you are able to do it, I worry. I worry for you. I worry for your psyche. I I am worried. That is my state of mind. But I feel like when you do find yourself in times where you find yourself, sorry, I'm just repeating myself six times, but when you are in a situation in which you have not completed your assigned tasks or you haven't disciplined yourself to the point where you've been able to complete all of your healthy habits. You haven't made your bed in a week. You haven't gone to the gym in a month, whatever. That's been my reality. But maintain kindness. Kindness is key because what is going to be beneficial about telling yourself, this is terrible. Why are you doing this? How can you not be on top of your shit right now? Like how, why are you not on top of it? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? You could be doing more. You could be doing more. No. I mean, just take a deep breath and it's going to come back. The routines will come back because I mean, there's also the whole 21 day thing, which I think is fantastic. You know, they say that if you are able to maintain a certain routine, for 21 days, then it kind of becomes a part of your brain hardwiring system. You know, whether that's doing your facial routine for 21 days in a row. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're doing something to your face every day for 21 days, but it's like you have a certain routine, a certain flow, and you do it for 21 days. Then at that mark, that 21 day mark, if you don't do it, you kind of feel a little weird. You kind of feel like, oh, why? I feel like I should be doing something else. Like this isn't, I'm kind of missing a certain aspect to this. And I feel like that's definitely the case with habits. 
while it's totally okay to fall off, I do encourage you not to let it get to 21 days because then you get used to not having that routine, not having that healthy habit. But if you don't do your stuff for like a few weeks, like I honestly think it's fine. Like it's fine. But just allow for the ebbs and flows of your moods and your discipline and your want to accomplish certain things. But I do think that it's very important to have these habits. And also, like, checklists are so infinitely helpful. I do do think I talked about this before, but I have, like, a whole separate planner and every every little thing. And when I find myself in a tough spot where I can't complete my habits, I just, like, dumb them down a little bit. And I'm like, okay, maybe you don't have to, you know, make your bed completely, but just straighten out the sheets. Maybe just throw the comforter over so that you've got a blank slate. Goodness, I choked on my spit. <laughs> so you have like a blank slate on the bed, whatever. Just baby steps, baby steps. They're so helpful, so helpful. But, you know, just be kind to yourself. Be realistic. But I do think that habits are supremely beneficial if you are trying to change a particular aspect of your life just in general. Because, you know, where you put your energy is where is not only what you're going to be thinking about the most, but it's just like what's probably going to thrive the most because, you know, the more work you put into it, usually the more reward. And just think about where you want to be putting your energy, what habits you want to be focusing on the most. Maybe you have too many habits. Maybe you have too many types of things that you're trying to discipline yourself on. Maybe shorten it, maybe slow it down so that you can first attack one habit that you want to be able to incorporate in your life. And then you can try to add on slowly and slowly. But yeah, I think that's all I've got for you guys today. And I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. I, yeah, I think that's honestly it. (laughs) But I'll see you guys next week, next Friday. And I hope you guys all have a fantastic weekend. And let me know on Colopsia Pod for Instagram, K-A-L-O-P-S-I-A-P-O-D. And if you guys want to DM me any questions or any topics that you want to talk to me about, I also post some stuff on there. I'm not really sure what I'm posting, to be honest. I am just posting random stuff for now. I don't know what the artistic vision is, but, you know, it'll come with time. It's all about putting your foot in the door and just getting started and then when it's no longer a novelty that's when the real creativity flows but um have a nice evening everyone and i'll see you next week bye